Introducing sun mythology from all over the globe, here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 20, Asia, Amaterasu, Shinto Goddess of the Sun. Once, very long ago, there were the distinguishing heavenly kami. These beings were the deities that came into existence simultaneously with all of creation. Eventually bringing forth another generation of gods and goddesses, this pattern would continue until there were seven generations. Seeking to bring about a new kind of creation, the last of the lineage, he who invites and she who invites, manifested the Japanese archipelago, and she who invites gave birth to a true myriad of spirits and phenomena and kami. The last of these beings was the holy power known as fire, and she who invites, as mighty as she had always been, was unable to survive the encounter. Devastated beyond understanding, he who invites refused to accept the death of his sister, the death of his wife. Traveling all the way to the shadowy land of the dead, the deity relentlessly scoured the realm for his better half. The creator god finally stumbled upon the creator goddess, and he ran to her with tears streaming down his cheeks. As he got closer to she who invites, his pace slowed, his tears dried, and he couldn't help but scream out in terror. The creator goddess was dead. Her body had already begun rotting away and her flesh was crawling with demons. Enraged by his fear and blatant disgust, she chased him from the land and nearly through the gates of the realm. He was barely able to contain the oni-laced corpse of his wife by sealing the entrance with a boulder. She hurled insults and roared threats that would haunt he who invites for the rest of his days. Attempting to purge his mind of the event, he immediately went to bathe himself. Seeking solace in the purity of water, the god began to cleanse his face, washing his left eye, flushed with it Amaterasu. Mute with surprise, but with a smile on her face, the newly born goddess of the sun watched as her father washed his right eye and repeated the process. Sukuyomi, the god of the moon, looked at her and nodded, with only a hint of a frown on his face. Their father finished his ritual by cleaning his nose, and outshot Susano, the god of the storms and of the sea, making a definitive splash. For the first time realizing he was no longer alone, he who invites looked up at his fully grown children, and they looked back at him. Well, he thought, stoic as ever, this is something new. As the deities had done for generations, Amaterasu and Sukuyomi were bound through marriage and together ruled over the concept of the day and of night for all of creation. Amaterasu gave birth to five sons, and the goddess was known throughout the land for her warmth and radiant energy. Contrasting this, her husband's visage was never far from his trademark scowl. Ornery and cold, he truly was nothing but a pale reflection of the elder goddess. One day this disposition burst forth in a way no one saw coming, when the goddess of food prepared a feast for the visiting Sukuyomi. Vomiting up fish to populate the ocean 
and wild game to fill the forest. Tsukuyomi turned away in revulsion at the origins of these dishes. The goddess began to pull crops from every orifice of her body when Tsukuyomi had enough and slew her where she stood. Ever the goddess of provision, even her dead body brought forth all sorts of nurturing creations, varying wildly from silkworms through her eyebrows to wheat germs sprouting from her flesh. The news of this deicide took no time at all to reach the goddess of the sun, and before the god of the moon could return to his throne, Amaterasu forbade him from returning. Separating the sun and the moon for all time, her brother, her husband, was no longer allowed in her sight. The night was now solely his to do with what he pleased, as was the day the same for her. Throughout the ordeal between Amaterasu and Tsukuyomi, their younger brother was steadily driving a wedge between himself and their father. Generally lax in his heavenly duties, Susanoo constantly yearned for his mother and voiced concern to their father that the sun goddess was not fit to rule. He who invites gifted creation to all three of his children, but it was universally recognized that Amaterasu was the highest deity. One day, Suzano burst into tears and completely forsook his duties. His lands quickly fell into disarray, and his father asked him, what was the matter? The godling bellowed forth that if this was his station in life, he wished he could just go live with his mother. He who invites didn't think this was too bad of an idea and he banished his youngest son to the shadowy land of the dead. As he was stomping his way up to say goodbye to his sister, Amaterasu thought her brother had finally taken up arms and was looking to usurp her throne. Donning royal armor, she met him at the gates, where he claimed he simply wanted to say goodbye. He explained what had happened, and the goddess of the sun folded her arms in naked disbelief. Susano challenged her to prove his sincerity, of which she warily accepted. He hissed, whoever produces the most divine creatures wins. She nodded, but said to make things fair, let's provide the other with the base materials. He nodded and snatched her jewels from around her neck. Tossing them into his mouth, he chewed fervently and spit five pieces onto the ground. Five goddesses slowly rose from the jewels, and he smirked. She held out her hand and pointed to his sword. He willingly gave it to her, and she bit into it over and over, until nothing was left. She blew into the wind, and three gods emerged from the dust. Susano cheered ferociously into the air. He believed he was the victor. His older sister stifled a smile. By suggesting they use objects from one another, she had tricked him. She lay claim to the goddesses, and her brother lay claim to the gods. However, the god of storms and of the sea was too incensed by his perceived success and began to lay waste to her lands in celebration. Well aware of his behavior, she continued on with her day as he tore through her crops with all the veracity the natural world could muster. In his debauched merriment, he vomited throughout her palace and excreted his bowels on her throne. Still, the highest deity could not be swayed to address his tantrum. Finally, he skinned a horse and heaved it into her weaving room, 
utterly destroying the goddess's prized loom. Terrified and appalled, her maidens shrieked at the sight, and one woman was so frightened, her heart stopped and she passed away on the spot. As she hit the floor, the palace grounds went eerily silent. The goddess of the sun finally turned her eyes on her brother. Chest heaving, he grinned wildly, and his sister dropped her eyes. Steadily marching out of her palace, she continued walking until she found a cave high on a hillside, her own heavenly rock dwelling. Not even turning around to tell her family goodbye, she banished herself and closed the entrance to the cave for what she thought would be forever. With the goddess of the sun hidden away from the world, there sprung forth a truly unnatural darkness that enveloped all of creation. Witnessing unparalleled chaos, all the spirits and phenomena and kami immediately knew they would need to bring Amaterasu out of exile. Begging the goddess from the other side of the boulder, the kami went to great lengths to explain how the world needed her, how they needed her. They were all met with silence. After nearly a year, the kami known as the many minds thought combining deity posited they would need to draw her out. And in order to do that, they were going to appeal to her legendary sense of curiosity. All the spirits got together and began a celebration outside the heavenly rock dwelling that the worlds had never seen before. The sun goddess perked up from inside her cave. She had no idea what was going on, and she wasn't sure if she liked that. While hundreds of the deities were shouting and dancing, laughing and singing, two powerful kami forged the eight-span mirror and the kama-shaped jewel. When Amaterasu called through the boulder, what was going on? Many minds thought combining deity smiled to himself. He explained to her they were celebrating the arrival of a goddess even more powerful than herself. She could stay in the cave. The rest of the world was all set. At this, the kami known as the Great Goddess Shining entered into a dance that commanded the attention of every creature that was there. Removing her clothing in perfect step, the radiant image of the Divine Feminine, the promise of the world returning from the brink of madness upon the shoulders of life-bearing goddesses, drove the crowd wild. Unable to bear the cheers and merriment any longer, Amaterasu moved the boulder aside. She needed to lay eyes on this powerful, amazing deity. Walking out into the open, basking the world in the light and warmth it had not seen in almost a year, the goddess of the sun found herself staring into the eyes of a truly magnificent creation. Smiling to herself, she saw her own image smile back, and tears slowly sprang from both of their eyes. The kami had positioned the mirror at the mouth of the cave, hanging alongside the jewel. They had all gathered to sing their praises to her. Like they had said, they needed her. They all hoped that she would join them once again. Even her youngest brother, who was currently banished to another realm, he knew she was the rightful lord of creation. 
He offered his deepest apologies for his truly wretched behavior, and in fact had a peace offering for her upon his return. A cherished blade, a treasure he had found buried deep within a great serpent, the grass-cutting sword. It was hers, and he hoped that in time she could find it in her heart to forgive him. With renewed love for her family, the goddess of the sun closed the heavenly rock dwelling. She wouldn't be staying there anymore. Letting out a gigantic roar of appreciation, the Kami joyously welcomed back their lord of creation. And, according to the Shinto religion founded in Japan, these are just some of the tales from the incredible life and times and legacy of Amaterasu, the regal goddess of the sun. All elements used for today's show are in the show notes, alongside contact information for the show. Have a wonderful day, and please make sure to treat yourself and others with kindness. Please seek out, ingest, and preserve local and global indigenous folklore as much as you can. And thank you for listening today. We look forward to seeing you next episode.